Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Chat. Every Wednesday here for 30 minutes, answering your questions on the Wolverine YouTube channel before we dive into this week's chat. And remember, yesterday's show, the Tuesday show, is Zach Libby with Super Chats only. Today, I'm answering all your questions, though, if you want to contribute a Super Chat, you certainly can. Click that Donate button, and that money goes directly to my travel budget, which allows me to go out and see recruits across the country. Remember to like this video and subscribe to the Wolverine YouTube channel. You'll get updates every time we drop a new video, and your likes help with the algorithm, helps us get in front of other Michigan fans so they can join the discussion as well. Uh, also, if you are not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, you can subscribe today for just $10 for four months. That gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus, you get to be part of a vibrant message board community over on the fort. So make sure to subscribe today for just $10 for four months. That's like less than uh combo at canes man you can't beat ten dollars for four months and that gets you through spring football um the spring visit season some potential commitments that could happen through the first couple of weeks of summer official visits in the end of basketball season so no better time to sign up for the wolverine.com today especially with this promotion and that ends um in a week you only have a week to sign up for the promotion and then it goes back to regular price so it is a flash sale so make sure to go ahead and um, sign up for the wolverine.com today all right guys i think that does it with uh, promotional activities we did have a super chat come in yesterday from shane johnson and the show ended before the super chat came in on our end so to answer shane johnson's question i'm sure He'll watch since he's a loyal listener. But Shane Johnson basically asked, um, and we appreciate his 199 Super Chat. Shane Johnson asked, has there ever been three prospects from the same school 
commit to Michigan. And, uh, you know, that's in reference to obviously Providence Day having top quarterback target Jaden Davis, as well as top wide receiver targets Shannon Goodwin and Jordan Shipp. Uh, and yes, the answer is uh, is yes. Uh, Michigan has had three targets from the same school commit. In fact, it happened. Uh, I'm sure it's happened at some point in, you know, the hundred plus years of, of Michigan football, I guess. But uh, it happened my first cycle covering Michigan. The Wolverines uh, did land three prospects from Baltimore powerhouse St. Francis. If you remember, they signed Blake Corum, Nakai Hill Green, and Osman Savage. Of course, Osman Savage no longer with the team. Nakai Hill Green definitely showed some flashes before suffering an injury. And Blake Corum, obviously a Heisman contender, all three committed to Michigan out of St. Francis, Francis. So it is certainly possible for Michigan to pull the Providence Day trio. Uh, so she- Shout out to Shane for the super chat yesterday. If you guys want to super chat, hit that donate button and you'll jump to the front of the line. Uh, if that will go in order and we'll start today's questions with Antoine Johnson, who says Cole Sullivan, Tylen Singleton, Peyton Pierce, Cameron Pruitt, Brian Huff. Do you think Michigan will go after any of these players? So as offered the first three I believe they have not offered Cameron Pruitt or Brian Huff to my knowledge, unless I am overlooking those guys. Uh, but I know they have offered the first three of those three. The prospect that I am most familiar with is Peyton Pierce out of Texas. Pierce is set to make his first unofficial visit to Michigan this spring, Oklahoma and Notre Dame are considered the favorites there, but uh, it definitely shifts some things. Tylen Singleton out of uh, Louisiana, I believe, is a top 100 recruit nationally. Seems like he's leaning more towards the schools in the South. And Cole Sullivan was a recent offer out of Western Pennsylvania. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where things move with him. Haven't heard a lot of buzz on him uh, lately, but I know these are, are more kind of under the radar names, but the one that definitely pops out is Pierce since he is uh, set to visit in March. Let's go ahead and go down to Daniel G and he says EJ versus Sam Webb this week for a recruiting draft. Uh, I'm not sure if, if that will happen, uh, but I'll beat anybody, all, all contenders. You know, I obviously defeated Zach Libby in the popular vote and dominated our recruiting draft. If you haven't watched our recruiting, you can find it here on the Wolverine YouTube show uh, or YouTube channel. I definitely recommend going and watching that. That was a lot of fun. And I dominated Zach Libby and I'm sure I would beat down Sam Webb and any other challengers. Uh, Let's go to Owen Pastel. And he says difference in skill set between Amarion Stewart and Jordan Ship. So I think Amarion is more uh, comparable to Channing Goodwin in the sense that both are about six foot, six foot one, have long arms, are always find ways to get open. These guys are very excellent and tactical route runners, both very cerebral players. They, again, they just know how to get open. They consistently um, are guys that are targeted on underneath routes. A lot of crosses and drags is where they make their living. I think Stewart has a little bit more explosiveness 
than Channing Goodwin in the sense that he can take the top off a defense where I think Channing is just a more reliable pass catcher that can make some plays happens after he gets the ball uh, in that five, 10 yard range. But both are kind of similar guys that will likely line up in the slot and maybe see some time outside as well. I think Jordan ship is more of a true outside target. Uh, where again, like I said, Amarion Stewart is likely a, a guy that starts inside out. Ship is a guy that's going to play outside all the way. He's six foot two, 185 pounds. He's not as refined of a route runner as a Goodwin or a Stewart, but he's still solid in that area. Um, you know, he's not as natural of a pass catcher as Ship or Stewart. I, I'm, I'm sorry, as Stewart or Goodwin. Both of those guys have some of the best hands uh, in in Michigan's wide receiver board. But I do think that ship has really strong hands. He's uh, he has some of the strongest hands I've seen so far. I just had a chance to see him on the seven on seven circuit and he was phenomenal. He was the best player at the Myrtle beach tournament over the weekend. Uh, but again, more true, more of a true outside receiver knows how to use his body to his advantage. He has an impressive catch radius as well. Like I said, super strong hands, a uh, guy that's kind of underrated athletically. He showed he can take the top off of defense. He does a great job of fighting through contact, making catches in traffic. Um, Ship just has a little more umph to his game, a little more explosion to his game um, than maybe a, a Stewart or uh, or a Goodwin. Uh, but I think I would rank Ship and Stewart about the same range, both. Uh, inside the top 300 solid four-star guys while I would rank Goodwin as a a low four-star but all three receivers I know you didn't ask about Goodwin but felt like I had to include him since he is uh, the most similar to Stewart I think all three of those guys would be very very quality lands for Michigan and would bring a little bit of something different to the table Um, and I think Michigan's in a great spot for all of them man obviously Stewart has visited on multiple occasions. Ship has visited on multiple occasions. I expect both of those guys in for the spring. Expect Goodwin in for the spring. He's a legacy recruit, the son of Jonathan Goodwin. So um, hopefully that answers your question, but I, I definitely like all three of them. And all three are just really, really great kids. A lot to love about Ship, Stewart, and Goodwin as character, Michigan type of kids as well. Where is Earl Culp on the board? That is a good question. That is one that I've been meaning to do a little bit more digging on. Uh, Earl Culp, obviously a cornerback out of Florida that has visited Michigan on multiple occasions. I think our producer is working on pulling up his profile uh, right now. But uh, again, Culp out of Florida has visited Michigan, I believe, three times already. He's a consensus four-star He is only a three-star on on three. I did see Culp live, but he was a young underclassman, so I have not gotten an updated eval of him. I think right now the priorities at corner are obviously Bryce West and Aaron Scott, and then you kind of get into guys like uh, Earl Culp, Ify Obedegwu, who I like a little more than, than Colt based on what I've seen. So I think he's probably in that second tier, maybe. Um, like I said, I want to do some more digging on the corner, 
on the cornerback board and see where guys exactly stand. There aren't as many targets on the corner board as I thought there would be, especially considering last cycle. Yes, Michigan landed uh, their prize recruit in Jair Hill, but you know Cameron Calhoun obviously has some potential and is a guy that I thought you know could exceed his his three-star ranking and you've seen him making some plays already in practice but I still thought corner would be a little more of a priority for Michigan this cycle you've definitely seen a lot of safety offers go out especially after last year's you know basically no safe no true safety take in the last cycle so Jay Harbaugh has definitely been very active but I thought there would be more corners on the board Um, but overall I think to answer your question Culp is probably Next in line, uh, along with Ify Obedegu and some others. Let's go ahead and go down to Nuber. Um, any updates on NIL? I'm desperate as a Michigan fan. I think we're all desperate uh, for an update on NIL. Uh, look, it's supposed to have happened already. It's supposed to be coming soon. But uh, soon is not soon enough. So I'm going to finish my thoughts on NIL real quick. It looks like we do have a super chat. And like I said, you get to leap the line. So I want to stay true to my promise Uh, and go to Francis Garcia. Five dollar super chat. Big shout out to Francis Garcia. There you go. Our producer Hutch getting that Ric Flair gif on point. He says, "Okay, be real. How much do you feel? Jaden Davis is waiting on Michigan's NIL. If they all say it, it, it ain't important until it is see Nicholas Harbor. Um, yeah, I do think that NIL could become more of a factor for Jaden Davis. I do think it could potentially be a factor for Jaden Davis's continuous pushback of a timeline. Remember he was supposed to make, a decision in December that did not happen. He then talked about making the decision in January that did not happen. Uh, his father got very upset that I said he could push his decision back into spring, but it looks like that may happen. So, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of delays on the timeline, and that could simply be because Jaden isn't truly ready to make a decision. But uh, NIL has obviously been something of note for top 100 recruits. Now, as Ohio State gets more involved, as Clemson continues to evaluate their options, uh, as Tennessee gets more involved with Davis, then maybe you could see NIL become more of a factor, especially if other schools really pitch that. Now, to be fair, it looks like Clemson is still kind of iffy with what they're doing at quarterback. It looks like they could make Jake Merklinger uh, the top target. Ohio State hasn't been all that great with uh, with NIL. It seems like their fan base complains pretty often as well. Um, and then Tennessee just spilled out all that NIL on Nico last cycle. So I'm not sure how much NIL they have left in the money cannons. But uh, I do think that Michigan having a base salary or any type of actual plan when it comes to NIL on the recruiting trail would certainly help in the recruitment of Davis. I mean, this guy's a top 100 quarterback, you know, whether you think he's rated a little bit too high or not. I mean, he's still, uh, in my opinion, he's easily a top 150 prospect. So either way, he's a highly touted prospect. Um, 
I think that he's a guy like many other quarterbacks that are going to command some NIL attention at some point, whether it's now or later on in the cycle. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, I do think that NIL could become a f- more of a factor for Jaden Davis. I do think a lack of a plan hurts Michigan, if we're being honest, and that might not be put out in the public sphere. But I do think that having a true base salary type of model or a true recruiting plan when it comes to NIL would definitely be beneficial for not just Davis, but all prospects that are, that are in that top 100, top 150 range. I mean, these guys are definitely getting talked about uh, when it comes to NIL. So, you know, Michigan has to step up in that area. And that takes us back to Nuber's question is, are there any updates on NIL? There's been no updates. It's still the same thing. I mean, Michigan has been wanting that base salary model for a long time. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has pushed for that base salary model from my understanding, and it still has not happened. And a large reason Harbaugh has pushed for it is because he wants to take care of guys on the team as well. Remember the base salary model isn't just beneficial for the recruiting trail because it gives you an upfront dollar amount that you can guarantee you know, if you let's say you're an offensive lineman at Michigan and you're you make 50K a year, you can sell that on the recruiting trail and say, hey, if you're an offensive lineman, you come to Michigan, you're guaranteed to make 200K if you stay for four years. Um, so that's something concrete that you can sell on the trail that Michigan doesn't necessarily have right now. But on the flip side of the coin, it helps roster retention. You know, guys that uh, maybe are thinking about hitting the portal take a second guess because. You know, they're they're making fine money at Michigan. And on top of that, you reward guys that are contributors that might not be the Blake Corums or the J.J. McCarthy's of the world. You know, you want to to reward guys that are, you know, longtime contributors or rotational guys are upper or upperclassmen. Jim Harbaugh has always been a player's coach and he truly does care about his players. And I think that's arguably the bigger reason that he wants the base salary model put in place. Now, why it hasn't been put in place, that's a whole different discussion. And I can't give you a clear answer to that. I'm merely a recruiting guy, but I can tell you that it's not an innovative idea. I mean, there's already lower level schools that have this in place, which I've mentioned before. My alma mater, SMU, has it in place. Texas Tech has it in place as well. So it's not something, you know, crazy that they have to test out or try out. Like it's it's something that's been done that is currently being done. So I'm not exactly sure why there hasn't been any movement. The last update our Chris Ballas had on the situation who deals more with with sources on the booster side and things of that nature was that the lawyers have something ready to go and they're ready to sign it. And I guess it just hasn't, hasn't been done, but this has been, you know, promised to be coming soon for quite some time. And it it obviously hasn't happened. And so it's no longer soon, right? Like what is February 22nd soon from the the last time Michigan was on the football field. I mean, it's, it's just, been prolonged for far too long especially as we get ready to head into a key recruiting period i mean the dead period ends in about a week right so that means the recruits can start making visits march 1st and see different schools and guys that were leaning michigan during the dead period may get some nil offers as we 
really heat up in the 2024 recruiting class. And that could change the course of recruitment and Michigan's, you know, stuck driving in the mud and not getting out of it because there is no NIL plan in place. And I, I do think that base salary model will help. I don't think it's going to be a thing that really draws maybe some of the guys from last year that just went after the biggest NIL deal, but I think you get the right type of culture kids. I think a good NIL base salary plan still gets you guys like Aaron Childs that fits the Michigan mold. That is a guy that's a, a high academic kid, a high character kid, a team captain as a junior. I think it helps with high level prospects that you want in your program. And if you miss on, you know, uh, some five stars that aren't character fits, that's fine because Michigan has shown that it can develop and that it can establish a sustained culture. Uh, but Michigan still needs the talent. It cannot afford <laughs> it can't afford to have another 2023 recruiting class. Like it just can't Michigan has to get back to finishing in the top 15. If it wants to consistently compete at the same level, it has been competing at. And, you know, I expressed my frustration on last night's podcast, like stop saying soon, just shut up, just get it done. And I'm certainly not saying that to Santa Ono or Jim Harbaugh. I think it expands, extends beyond both of those guys. I think Santa Ono and Jim Harbaugh are both doing as much as they can on that front. Let's go ahead and not talk NIL and go to Jack Hells. And he says, if you had to make a prediction, do you think that Michigan lands Blake Frazier? Um, yeah, I would, I would, you know, if I had to make one today, then yeah, I would probably go with Michigan, given the program connections, the fact that he's getting ready to make his third visit next month. You know, I'm not truly ready to make a prediction for Blake Frazier right now because he is open to other schools. He's going through the process. He likes Clemson. The in-state schools have been involved. He's making a visit to Oregon as well. Uh, but given his program connections and the fact that he's probably not an NIL kid, I'm sure uh, Blake is, is doing just fine. Um, again, I think the base salary model would help with Blake, but overall, given the program connections, Michigan's production along the offensive line, uh, Sharon Moore being a really charismatic recruiter and an elite level recruiter, I think all of that helps. I think Frazier was extremely impressed with Michigan's offensive line play. I think he was extremely impressed on his previous visits. And I think the fact that he's making like, I think it was four or five days, uh, a four or five day trip in March, I think speaks volumes as well. I think Michigan will have an opportunity to seal the deal with him. And Michigan hasn't been amazing, I guess, in the past of closing recruitments like this early. But I do think um, they can do it with Frazier, considering he's a legacy recruit and, and everything I just mentioned with Moore and the offensive line play. You also have another legacy recruit already on board in Jacob Odin, who I think will help. So yeah, if I had to put in a prediction today, um, I would likely go with Michigan. And you see Michigan is leading by a large margin on the on three recruiting prediction machine with a 93.3% chance of landing Frazier. Let's go to Scott Knapp. And he says, what Ohio kid will commit next? Um, I think there are a couple of different options to look at. Let's go ahead and start off with 
Brian Robinson on 300 edge out of the Youngstown area. Robinson has been to campus on multiple occasions, including for another unofficial visit last month. He has long time, long been considered a Michigan lean. I already have a prediction in for Michigan. I think it would be surprising if Michigan does not land Brian Robinson. He has a great relationship with basically the entire staff, Steve Klingscale, Michigan's co-defensive coordinator and area recruiter in Ohio, uh, is very, very close with Robinson's father as well. Uh, you see him here. He's ranked as the number 120 overall prospect on the on three consensus. He is a top 250 player everywhere and a top 50 player nationally on ESPN. How about that rating for Brian Robinson? But yeah, I mean, I think Robinson is definitely a candidate. I think the other candidate this cycle would be Ben Roebuck, three-star offensive lineman out of St. Edward. Um, Roebuck has also been to campus on multiple occasions, including last month. The Wolverines are trending in this recruitment. I recently logged a prediction for Roebuck following my co-pilot, Zach Libby. Uh, he is a three-star on the consensus, um, a four-star on rivals, though. Uh, a lot to, to like about Ben Roebuck's size and potential. I mean, this dude is massive, six foot seven, 340 pounds. I had a chance to see him at the Under Armour camp in Ohio last year and thought he had some really impressive reps, and it's easy to become enamored with his size. I also had a chance to see Brian Robinson. Um, last year at the Ray Lewis camp. I think both of those guys would be great additions and would kind of keep that momentum going in the state of Ohio. And I know um, guys like Luke Hamilton and Ted Hammond, who are already committed to Michigan, have been working on both. And of course, Michigan continuing to work hard on, on 300, or I'm sorry, top 100 running back Jordan Marshall out of Cincinnati. But I think he'll decide a little later than both of these guys. Um, Let's go out. Well, man, look at Mikey Walford trying to get me to do an entire show on his question. <laughs> Our producer Hutch throws his hands in the air. If National Signing Day was today, what 20 to 25 prospects do you think the Wolverines have the best shot with? Well, Mikey, we weren't trying to ignore you, but that is a very large number. I think that's uh, an entire dedicated show. I'll tell you that I will do my best uh, guess mock draft over at the Wolverine.com at some point in the near future. So if you're not a subscriber, make sure to subscribe today for just $10 for the next four months. Um, but just so, to throw some names off the top of my head, I think, you know, offensively, Michigan would love to have Jaden Davis. He's obviously the only quarterback they are recruiting. If they miss on him, who knows? I, I think running back wise, they would love to have Taylor Tatum or Jordan Marshall. I think they get one of those guys and add another one in, in that second tier. I think wide receiver, we hit on Channing Goodwin, Amarion Stewart, Jordan Ship. I think they're in a strong position for all of those guys up front. You know, they already have Luke Hamilton. I think Blake Frazier is a guy that they're in a strong position with. Andrew Sprague, Ben Roebuck could be guys as well. Um, you know, defensive line edge guys, they already have Mason Curtis. I think they're um, trending in the right direction, obviously, for Brian Robinson, who we just talked about 
as well. Um, there's several edge guys on that board that Michigan could land, including Darian Mayo, who's set to make a visit next month. Dee Holmes, who's set to make a visit in the spring. Um, Dominic Nichols, who's set to make a visit at some point in the offseason. So trending in the right direction with a lot of edge guys as well. Linebacker, the man to know is obviously Aaron Childs. And then uh, the secondary, I think, will be the most interesting. Obviously, the focus is on Bryce West and Aaron Scott, but uh, Michigan's going to have to beat out Ohio State for both of those Ohio guys. A lot of targets um, in the secondary. I'm interested to see who Michigan starts to trend for after spring visits. That's just off the top of my head. Like I said, I can do a mock class over at the Wolverine dot com um let's go down to daniel g who um says davis just said in an interview that nil doesn't matter to him he shut it down on the spot congratulations so did nicholas harbour does not matter what these kids do it matter it does not matter what these kids do or say it matters what the kids do he's delaying his timeline i don't really you know care um, all that much what Jaden Davis says. I mean, it's always great to, to hear from him, but they're not going to tell you everything in interviews. It's like, oh, you know, we're not going to, or we're going to commit at this time or not commit at this time or NIO is in a factor or whatever. That's what reporting is for. You have to look beyond just what someone tells you on the surface because they're not going to always be completely honest. I'm not calling Jaden Davis a liar. Maybe NIL isn't a factor. I'm just saying that we'll see. You know, Nicholas Harper told me the same thing at this time last year. And it obviously did not work out that way. So a lot of things can change when it comes to recruiting. So again, uh, uh, to make it 100% clear, I'm not calling Jaden Davis a liar. Maybe it's not really a factor right now. Just like it, I believe Nicholas Harbor was telling me the truth when it wasn't really a factor for him last February. But things changed drastically in recruiting in today's world of NIL. Um, let's go down to... Let's see. We had a few other questions. Um, KS says, do you think Brian Robinson ends up in the class? Um, like I said, I, I think it would be surprising if he doesn't end up in the class, Michigan in the lead there. Uh, what's going on with Americ Kumba? Uh, I believe that uh, I, I'm sorry, just completely had a brain fart there. I do know that Americ Kumba is now expected to enroll in May he had some type of um, class he had to finish up at his school or something, but uh, he will be on the roster in May. Uh, let's go down to Kenma, and he says, I saw on the on 3 RPM that Florida has made a move for Aaron Childs. Are they a big threat? Uh, Florida is a school he likes. I believe he wants to visit Florida and Florida State along with Ohio State. Um, the RPM on on 3 is a little weird. It really... Um, gears that prediction towards visit so anytime someone sets a visit that on three rpm really changes significantly so i think they're still working on the algorithm for that but yes i would say florida is a contender florida state's a contender ohio state's a contender notre dame is another school he's expressed interest in the past penn state is a contender as well so they're definitely a, a there's definitely a group of contenders for Aaron Childs. He's, you know, obviously one of the best linebackers in the country, a top 100 uh, recruit on two of the four services and a top 175 recruit across the board. Um, I think he's a five-star level recruit. 
uh, in the same mold as Junior Colson. So there's going to be other schools that are going to make moves and become bigger threats. But, you know, I, I still feel like Michigan leads right now. And Aaron has said as much. So with him coming back for another visit next month, I think Michigan is still in a good spot. If Jesse Minter leaves for the NFL, I think that could potentially change things. So we'll see how that all plays out. As you guys should know, Jesse Minter interviewed with the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's definitely a situation we are monitoring. All right, guys, we've hit the 30 minute mark. So let's go ahead and do rapid fire for the next few questions. Um, how did a kid from Texas went to uh, school there end up covering Michigan? So, yes, I am from Texas. I did go I did not go to UT, but I did go to SMU. Um, I spent my entire life in Texas. I never got on a plane until I was 21 years old. So uh, I wanted to see the country and do something different. I always wanted to head up north. Michigan was always one of the schools I wanted to cover. I actually almost left the Texas beat really early in my career for land of 10 when that was a thing. So I always wanted to cover Michigan, Michigan and um, USC were the two schools that I uh, wanted to cover. And uh, of course I ended up at Michigan. So I am very happy with that. Let's go ahead and go down to Jesse Minter. Is the Jesse Minter news going to hurt recruiting? Like I said, we'll see how it plays out. If Minter's talks with the NFL get more serious, that will have a significant impact on recruiting, but let's let it play out for now. Um, let's go ahead and go down to Nuber. What positions are most important to land for Michigan in the 2024 recruiting cycle? Um, I wouldn't even call it a position. I'd just say Aaron Childs <laughs> because Michigan hasn't landed a junior Colson type of linebacker since junior Colson. They need that guy in the middle to have uh, a successful defense in Jesse Minter's scheme. Uh, Aaron Childs fits the bill all the way. He's great in pass coverage. He runs sideline to sideline and he's physical in the middle. And of course, quarterback, you know, whether it's Jaden Davis or another highly touted uh, quarterback recruit. I mean, Michigan's taking project guys in back-to-back -back recruiting cycles, so they absolutely have to land a quarterback. And then safety, like I said, I'm interested to see who emerges on that Jay Harbaugh board because they did not take a safety last year. Um, let's go ahead and go down to Owen Pastel, man on the moon or graduation. That's a good question. Uh, graduation is my favorite Kanye album. Uh, Man on the Mood is obviously my favorite Kid Cudi album, and that's more meaningful for me, so I will go with Man on the Moon. Um, let's go ahead and go down to Jimmy Whitner. If you had to predict our running back class right now, who would you put in the fold? I think Michigan absolutely, and this goes back to the other question too, I mean, Michigan has to land an elite level running back, whether that's Taylor Tatum or... Uh, Jordan Marshall, they have to land one. So I will say that Mike Hart gets the job done, starts getting praises from me. I'm tired of writing bad things about Mike Hart. I'm rooting for Mike Hart to land one of these guys. I hope he gets it done. And then for the, for RB2, I think there are some really interesting candidates out there. Dewan Williams has visited out of St. Francis. Obviously, there's a connection there. I really like Dylan Jones at Good Counsel. Um, he's a guy that you could see on campus this spring. And then Darion Dupree out of Chicago is another prospect to watch looking to visit this spring. And there's a, a slew of Texas kids that Mike Hart offered. We'll see if they shake with anybody there. Um, Thomas Doe is Jaden Davis going to commit to Michigan. No man knows the future. So 
who knows <laughs> uh let's go ahead and go down to nobody um that's it it looks like uh, thomas doe was the last question so no man knows the future ends the podcast which is fitting thank you guys for joining me on another episode of the wolverine live we will do this again next week as always like this video subscribe to the wolverine it is completely free to subscribe to our youtube channel um you guys get updates every time a new video releases and if you like this video it helps with the algorithm helps get us in front of other michigan fans and shane johnson again Coming in with a late super chat, Shane, if you missed it, I answered your super chat from yesterday. There we go. I answered our uh, your super chat from yesterday that came in t- uh, at the top of the show. But we'll go ahead and get to your question here. So shout out to Shane for the super chat. And he says, would Jaden Davis and Goodwin guarantee triplets with Jordan Ship? Um, I think that it would obviously help. I mean, Goodwin and Ship are extremely close friends. Um, Jaden Davis, uh, obviously Ship has enjoyed catching passes from him over the last year. So I definitely think that helps as well. But regardless, you know, let's say Jaden Davis ends up somewhere else. And let's say Channing Goodwin's like, I don't want to play at my dad's university and I want to go somewhere else. Uh, I still think Michigan's a legitimate player for Jordan Ship. I really think for Ship, it's coming down to, hey, do I want to leave my home state? I think the biggest threats right now for Ship are actually NC State and North Carolina. If Ship says, yeah, I'm fine with leaving my home state, then I think it'll be Michigan. Uh, if not, obviously, I think it'll be one of those two. So I think uh, Goodwin and Davis would definitely help with Ship, but I think Ship's also going to make uh, his own decision. All right, guys, like I said, thanks again. I think I gave the promotion for the YouTube stuff. If you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, subscribe today for $10 for four months. If you are not following me on Twitter, you can follow me at EJ Holland on three. All right. Buenas noches. See you guys next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.